Hello, friends. It's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Matthew Trombley, Senior Executive Director at Island Nursing Home, and Rhonda Dodge, President of the Island Nursing Home Board of Directors. Today, we're talking about the recent news that Island Nursing Home will be closing after almost 40 years. This is the first in a series of podcasts we will do with Matthew and or Rhonda over the next few weeks to keep our community up to date and to answer listener questions. As usual, nothing that's said here is intended to be any sort of medical advice or healthcare advice. It's for educational purposes only. So welcome, Matthew and Rhonda. I want to say I really appreciate you both taking the time to do this um, and being so transparent with our community. Tell me more about this decision to close the nursing home. What caused the board and the administration to make such a big decision? And when was it made? Sure. So, um, you know, it it certainly has been a challenge for us and the long-term care industry, just nationwide. Uh, You know, it's certainly, it's been on front of the New York Times. It's been in front of all of the major newspapers that staffing in the healthcare industry has been such a challenge. uh, It has just become exacerbated because of COVID. Uh, And, you know, with our geographic location and the housing and everything else in our area, um, you know, we've been facing those same challenges for staffing. Uh, and so <clears throat> we've been working through a number of different programs, working with state agencies, working with local community um, programs, and just trying to develop and grow resources here locally um, and within, you know, at least a 45 to an hour radius of the facility. Um, unfortunately, you know, these efforts haven't been very fruitful for us. And so um, when it comes to the care that we provide here, there's very strict um, regulations on what we need to do to make sure that we're at proper staffing. Um, but not only that, outside of the regulation, we want to make sure that we're providing high quality care uh, to our loved ones here. Uh, and unfortunately, it was identified um, over the last couple months uh, that coming into the end of September, especially into the end of October, um, that we would be in a very dire position for staffing um, to levels that would just be unsafe. Uh, And so we've been working diligently since um, the end of April to really try to lock down any resources that we possibly could. Um, And unfortunately, we've just not been able to acquire enough staffing to continue uh, to provide good quality care to the loved ones here. Um, That makes perfect sense. It's definitely not the outcome that I'm sure you wanted or we want, um, but it certainly is. Uh, It sounds like what has to be done in order to keep your current residents safe. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about what closing a nursing home facility entails? Like what kind of notices need to be provided? What kind of permissions did you obtain from the state and federal government? Um, most of us never would have to face this in our daily lives. So just bring us up to speed a little bit on the process. Sure. Uh, you know, it's certainly, it's one of the most challenging things um, that anybody would, you know, need to go through because there's just so many individuals that um, are affected by it. Not only our, our residents, but also our local community, our local staff, um, state agencies, state stakeholders, local hospitals. So there's quite a, a large variety of um, different options and tasks uh, that need to be uh, completed. So, you know, at first it, it starts with an identification of 
rationale or reasoning. You know, for, for many facilities, it could be financial, um, as we're starting to see more and more lately, uh, including ourselves. You know, when we when we announced Sunday night into Monday, um, we were one of three facilities in the state that announced their closure. Um, and um, from my understanding, there's there's more than five more that are coming. Wow. Um, and confirm the the names of them, but that was what was shared with me during our process. Um, so once it's identified, we have to work with the Department of uh, Health and Human Services Division of Licensing and Certification, which is the uh, overseeing body that's contracted by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services that provides Medicare and Medicaid funding to long-term care facilities, um, and ultimately is the regulatory body over long-term care. That's the major regulatory body outside of um, you know, OSHA and all of those other organizations. So um, we have to notify them with a proper closure plan. And in that closure plan, it has everything from, um, are we taking any more admissions, which obviously if your plan is to close because of staffing, we, we certainly aren't taking any more admissions. Right. Um, it's an identification of facilities or partners that we can work with, like home health agencies, independent living, group homes, res cares, nursing homes, anybody in a, an affiliated way to the industry within a 60 mile radius of where our residents could go. So that way there they stay relatively close to home. Um, but if we need to reach out beyond that circle, we certainly can, but we have to at least identify those measures. Um, so we, we put all this information together it gets sent off to licensing for their review. They send, they have to send it over to the federal uh, reviewers at CMS. Um, once that process is reviewed and approved, um, that approval comes down to us. Now, once that approval comes through, that's when we can finally notify stakeholders. Um, so unfortunately, regulation dictates when we can and can't notify people. And unfortunately, we can't speak about any type of facility closure until that plan is approved. Uh, and I, so I know that there is... Uh, some frustration uh, in the community about not being notified sooner. Unfortunately, we, we just weren't allowed to. Um, we, we notified as soon as we possibly could. So um, then uh, basically the notification starts with, um, you know, residents, families, staff members, uh, and, you know, the, the inner circle. Uh, and then we begin to work our way out to notify um, the local community, um, our vendors, contractors, local hospitals, um, and any of the other stakeholders that could be potentially affected by our closure. Uh, and so once that notification happens, our sole job now, our sole purpose um, is to find um, safe placement for our residents, which is certainly a challenge because um, nearly every facility in the state of Maine is um, down on their bed capacities uh, because they don't have enough staff either. So that's our challenge. Uh, and so once we once we get placement for these individuals, uh, then we move forward with um, you know the closure of the actual program under licensure, uh, making sure that we're getting all of the proper audits completed, the proper paperwork, um, and uh, from there, you know, uh, as an organization, the organization is separate from the program. The program is the care that we're provided underneath the license. The organization itself uh, is the the holding company, if you will, of the facility and the assets. Um, and uh, then hopefully uh, we've got a, a good task force together to identify what other resources we might be able to bring to the community um, with our structure here. Wow, that, that's a lot of pieces. So it sounds like there are a number of stakeholders involved when you're talking about a nursing home. Um, so that would be obviously first and foremost would be your residents and your employees. How many residents and staff uh, will be impacted by the action to close the nursing home? Sure, so right now we have 63 staff members and 55 residents. 
Okay. Now, what's going to happen to the residents who are at Island Nursing Home right now? Are there people in addition to the, the staff at the nursing home helping to find them other placements? Yeah. So, you know, with the identification of having to move forward with, a, with our closure plan, it has allowed us to, to pivot some of the focus of some of the staff that might have been in um, administrative or ancillary roles. Uh, so instead of them working towards, you know, admissions um, or, you know, a lot of those tasks that we're not going to be utilizing anymore, um, we've transitioned their focus to um, finding placement for our residents. Uh, and so that includes, you know, reaching out to a number of different agencies and organizations and facilities um, and, and quite literally just trying to um, find placement wherever the resident uh, feels most appropriate. Excellent. Okay. So there's, it sounds like there's a lot of effort being put into uh, finding people safe and alternative places to live. What if places can't be found for all the residents before the closure date? So if that happens, I mean, we are still legally responsible. Um, myself, especially my license is legally responsible for ensuring the safety of the, all of these residents. Uh, and so we will continue our program, we'll continue to provide care um, right up until the very last resident uh, finding placement. Excellent. So um, what kind of programs are in place um, to help staff find other employment or to incentivize staff to stay and take care of the patients that are there until the closure? Sure. So we've we've developed a retention plan um, to assist our current staff in staying with us through the end. Um, and so that's based off of a, a weekly commitment from them, uh, which results in an additional pay payment for them weekly um, for their ability and their um, assistance and, and making sure that, you know, we still have the appropriate number of staff as we find placement for residents. Um, but even outside of that, we're working with the Department of Labor. They do have a um, rapid response team to assist with um, organizational closures, not just nursing homes, but also, you know, businesses and um, any major employer. Uh, but in addition to that, we're working with local organizations, local facilities, including Northern Light, Northern um, North Country Associates, National Healthcare, um, and uh, some other uh, organizations here in the area um, that are putting together um, work work packets, if you will. So you know, it has their wage scales, some job descriptions. Um, are going to be having on-site your um, families. Uh, for our staff members um, with the understanding that, you know, they would be able to start once our last resident gets placed. Excellent. That a lot of effort is definitely be, being put into that as well. Now, will any of the parts of the nursing home stay open? In other words, will there be anyone in the building after October 26? Yeah, so it's, it's quite a process actually to in the program. Um, the, the operation of the facility could quite literally continue for the next year or two. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, and that's not even including, you know, the task force and developing further programs for the facility. Um, so if you're looking solely at the facility itself, um, you know, there will be a small handful of individuals that will be, you know, still here. Obviously, the building still needs to be maintained. We don't want any pipes bursting in the wintertime or um, damages to occur because the building has been sitting. Um, there's going to be some uh, accounting and auditing functions that need to be completed. Um, you know, so there's going to be various tasks that will still remain uh, that are just not a priority until, you know, the residents have been placed. Um, and so, 
basically everybody that uh, is able to assist with that will retransition their focus to a new task. Um, and that will be um, kind of the, for lack of better terms, bundling up uh, the building. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to direct this next question at um, to Rhonda. Rhonda Dodge is a native Islander and she is the president of the board of directors of Island Nursing Home. Um, Rhonda, what can the community do right now to be the most helpful to the nursing home? Well, there's a couple of things. I think the first thing is to gather facts and not fiction. There's been a lot of rumors going on and an overall feeling like the board made this decision and kind of washed our hands of it and turned our backs and that is closing and that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, the board is made up of many people who have a very vested interest in the community and wanting to see if not the, if not the uh, program continue, but the building somehow be used to the benefit of the community. Um, we are all very community focused. Um, the other thing is we are trying to put together a task force where we'd like to have probably eight to 10 people who are vested in the community, try to assert what is the best, what, try to determine what is the best use of the building and also what is the greatest need for the community. Keeping in mind that the challenges we have are staffing, our rural geographical area, the housing, um, and sometimes even the, those things being affected by our seasonality. And so how do we overcome that? How do we work as a group and find a solution so that we can still contribute to the community? Excellent. That, that gives us a big responsibility as community members. Um, this task force that Rhonda speaks of will end up being a focused group of people but we're still, and I, I've signed up um, to be considered as a task force member, and I would challenge all of my listeners to think about their skills and to contact me if you feel like the task force is something that you could put your energy towards, even if it doesn't mean um, that we're all members of the focus task force group, there's things that we can do to assist that core group of people in looking at all of the options and making the best decision for the future of Island Nursing Home. Um, so this is not one of those things that we can sit on as a community and think about and feel bad about um, for too long because we've got to jump in and offer our assistance in opening that new chapter and figuring out um, what can come out of this situation. So Rhonda and Matthew, I know you both have things that you need to do um, to say that you're busy right now would be an understatement. I really appreciate this time. I know the community is going to appreciate this communication. And I look forward to talking with you on a regular basis as you go to, um, it, through this process towards October 26. Um, we'll keep sharing information and making sure that everybody's up to speed. Community members, let me know if you can help with that task force and we will find a place for you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Anne.